Hey, buddy. Hey, Caleb. How's it going, buddy? Hey, man. Good, dude. Just talking again about some uh, NFC South. We got Atlanta and Tampa today, so it should be a good conversation. And guys, don't forget, we're going to pick our division winners and rankings at the end of this episode. And as I said last time, you might be a little shocked about what could happen here. So you just want to jump into it? Let's do it, man. Let's, let's do it. Uh, real quick, guys, if you have any questions, as we did do a Q&A last week, uh, you want to chat with us, hang out with us, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms at the Monsters FB. Come hang out with us. Come ask us some questions. So love to chat with you. Uh, let's jump into Atlanta. These Falcons. Good old Falcons. Uh, <laughs> I'm not upset with kind of how the, the direction that Atlanta went. Um, obviously, I want to give a major shout out to Arthur Blank and this front office team that they have down in Atlanta as just a class act. Seriously. Um, Matt Ryan getting up there in age, they really couldn't afford the contract that he was going to be under moving forward and have to, you know, sign these draft picks. Um, they were just in a really, really cap, um, really bad cap spot. And instead of just, you know, kind of just shipping him wherever he could have go, uh, you know, wanted wherever they wanted him to go. They really worked with Matt Ryan and were able to get him into Indy. And I just want to say great job. I think I've said it before, but like that, it still impresses me because I understand the NFL is a business. At the end of the day, most of these owners just don't care. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you know, and like you said, I mean, there, most, most situations like that, if, you know, they could have got a second or, you know, something else from another team, yeah. you know, m- most of those guys are going to do that. But right. letting him kind of choose his fate, you know, after what, 13 seasons or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there and letting him kind of choose where he wanted to go to finish his career. Like that was, that That's, was just, a, like you said, it's a class act and it's just, you know, it's the way the sport should be done. You know, yeah, these man. guys, these guys are still people. And, you know, they're still just wanting to play for the love of the game and allowing them to be able to, you know, kind of have a decision in that. Like, that's huge. Well, and he just did so much for the community there, too. So it just it pains me sometimes when you see like those big names and they just get treated kind of like crap. You know, it just it really bugs me. Uh, But, you know, whatever. But again, great job, Arthur Blank and that management staff out there in Atlanta. I just want to say, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for for treating somebody actually like a human and with, with respect. So. Good job. Uh, now, I know for the longest time before that trade ended up kind of taking place, I was actually under the impression and thought it was really going to work out well having Marcus Mariota end up in Indianapolis, but that did not happen, which is fine because him now being in Atlanta, I'm not that upset about either. I really have been wanting this guy to have another opportunity to play in the NFL after kind of his falling out um, you know, in Tennessee where like he started off just really, really hot and ended up forgetting how to play football <laughs> at some point, um, right. you know, but whatever. But I've been really wanting him to have that uh, second opportunity and he's going to get this here in Atlanta. And I also love the opportunity that Desmond Ritter, who I was a huge fan of going into this NFL draft, being able to go down to Atlanta uh, to be able to have this. So first and foremost, thoughts on just this quarterback room. 
for Atlanta this yeah. year. Yeah, no. So I, I really liked Ritter coming out of this draft as well. Um, I think he brings a lot to the table, um, not just as a thrower, but just as someone that can run and, you know, has a good pocket presence and kind of move around. Um, what's kind of nice, I think, for the Falcons and with this quarterback room is Mariota already, they're saying, has a lot of uh, plays for, you know, just simply running the ball. Yeah. And what I think is going to be nice is that's also helping Desmond Ritter progress into his role that he's going to be because let's let's face it i mean i know marcus could still be there for a few years or whatever but ritter is going to be who's probably going to be the guy leading this offense when it's all said and done here within a few years and being able being able to be and kind of see and shadow a guy that's going to be kind of doing what your role is going to be um i think that's going to really help him out there um i like I like Marcus when it comes to you know certain aspects like you said you go back I was actually just pulling up here on sleeper um if you go back to granted you're talking years ago but what 2016 um you know 26 touchdowns uh only 9 interceptions for you know 3400 yards mm-hmm. um you know the next year you know he kind of you know started having some issues still had 3200 yards but that was the 13 touchdowns 15 interceptions mm-hmm. so you know he he still kind of went back and forth there but I mean he's still is only going into year eight. Um, he's only 28. So, I mean, he's still not super old. I mean, he is, you know, obviously not, you know, still in his prime per se. Um, but, you know, guys like Brady, Manning, um, you know, even Matt Ryan have showed that, you know, quarterbacks, you know, in Breeze can still play well into their 30s. Oh, yeah. Uh, Don't forget so, Rodgers on that list. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, Rodgers, true, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you're sitting there thinking about it and you're looking at the depth chart with it, what I really like about Mariota being the quarterback is I still go back to him and Delaney Walker. And yeah. I've talked about this with you before. Yeah. He, he loves that tight end yeah, you know, connection. Granted Kyle Pitts, let's face it is a wide receiver, not really a tight end. He's just got the tight end next to his name. Um, but I just, I think Pitts is going to be, you know, phenomenal when it comes to uh, being, you know, here with Mariota as well as man, like looking at it with Drake London coming in there too. And mm. some of the other little moves, Tyler Aljair, um, you know, even Damian Williams signing, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of little things. Like I remember looking pre-draft pre even the Colts getting, you know, Matt Ryan and thinking, man, Matt Ryan's going into his last few seasons. He's, he's going to come in and here and win what, like two games. Right. You know, I remember thinking <laughs> Kyle Pitts, you know, this generational talent tied in, you know, he's going to come in and only have a couple wins, you know, once again, a, you know, a season of a, a great, you know, yardage, but maybe a few touchdowns. And, you know, I just sat here looking at, it, I was like, man, but now like as the draft happened and as some trades and some signings happened, like I actually don't hate this Falcons team as much as I did when it all started. No, I have to firmly agree with you. Um, I think, I think when I'm looking at this team, it has, again, they're rebuilding. We know this. Okay. But it has tremendous upside, and I love it. I just I've been watching videos from when they had their rookie minicamp of Desmond Ritter throwing to Drake London, and I'm just like, oh my god, the future looks amazing. You know, like it looks so good. And I mean, dude, it was good enough to where I was like, all right, where can I get my Drake London Desmond Ritter jerseys? Like that's, that's where I was at. Like, again, I already knew I loved Desmond Ritter. I also happened to like Drake London a lot as a wide receiver, but I didn't even think in my wildest dreams, they'd be on the same team. And then when it happened, I'm like, dude, this could work out really freaking well, you Mm -hmm. know? And then again, don't forget, like, cause I think this is a small trade. Okay. Cause I think it's a little bit overlooked, but they also got Brian Edwards from Vegas. 
And Brian Edwards is another big bodied wide receiver that could get downfield. Now he did, he struggled in Vegas. Okay. But you know, was that him or was that John Gruden <laughs> that coaching staff? We really don't know, but I mean, he's six, three two twelve, and has great hands and can get downfield. So they now kind of have these weapons and you're kind of like, Ooh, they're a little quick. Now they got some heavy, big outside guys. Oh, and yeah, by the way, they're not even going to have Calvin Ridley this year. <laughs> so like, you know, Calvin Ridley even coming back next year. I mean, this this team is on the rise. And again, mm-hmm. Damian Williams coming in for with Cordell Patterson. That's going to be a great little one-two combo. Because, I mean, again, Cordell Patterson didn't really run amazingly well through the tackles. But him out of the backfield was just insane last season. And again, with Tyler Algier. And also, they signed um, Anthony uh, Fersker from Tennessee. So another very oh. capable tight end. Oh yeah, yes. And then I know you just said that and it made me think they also had signed the the running back from um Tennessee, but they had already I believe they've already cut him as well. I'm trying to think just forgot his name. That's what when you just said that it made me think of that, but never mind. That's I'll, not a big I'll, deal. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not a big deal if he already got cut, bro. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like I, he he was actually one that I was thinking was going to be decent last year when um Henry went down and then he just like it was just one of those things like he just dropped so fast. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if I can find on the trending down here. Uh Jeremy McNichols. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, he got cut. Yeah, yeah he got let, let go. So yep. Yeah, that 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 changed rather quickly. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, though, I think, um, you know, Patterson, what the first like eight weeks of the season, I think he was RB one. Like he right, was right up there. No, he yeah. was the RB one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Um, obviously I know he's always like right now he's listed as their starting running back. Um, and I know in most fantasy leagues, he's listed as a running back wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, if they can just if they can just utilize him kind of like they did last year at the beginning of the season and kind of in that same role that um oh god I just, why did I just forget his name from the 49ers well which one from the 49ers so the, the wide, wide receiver uh, oh did the, uh, Debo thank you Debo um if if they can keep him in that kind of like hybrid role mm-hmm. I think that's where you know they're going to really be able to open up the field for these other options for oh them. yeah oh yeah. And then, you know, Damian Williams, like I said, he can be a very good runner. Al Jair, I think, is going to be a very solid, especially on those short yarded situations and goal line looks. I think that's really where he's going to shine. Um, so, and then, I mean, when you got, like you were saying, Brian Edwards is going into year three, drink London, and, you know, rookie season and pits into year two. And then, of course, you know, if we do get back Ridley next year, I mean, this is a team that's still really young, and especially if Ritter's able to take over, like they could have a very nice future ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, I I really love what this team is going to look like. You know, it's I, so this is going to be a team that I'm very, very kind of invested in this year because I'm just curious how it's going to look. You know, again, getting Marcus Mariota down there to be able to see what he can kind of bring back to the NFL. I love their draft this past year. They drafted very well, in my opinion. Um, and we're not even talking about the defensive players that they're bringing in to kind of help solidify that defense that was garbage last year. So, mm-hmm. but... 
I, and it's funny because like I'm very invested in this team, and I think it maybe it's because we we're I was getting so much slack last year for talking such crap on the Falcons, um, <laughs> but but they deserved it because they kind of sucked. But um, but seriously, the moves that they made this off season, I love where they're going. I mean, they have a very young core team, and it can I mean, very very high ceiling, man. Like again, it's just very very high, and so I'm really really hoping that they can come through and be. And just be decent. If they can just be decent this year, I think going into next year, they're going to be really, really, they're going to be something to watch. Um, but I mean, even Cordell Patterson, dude, he finished ninth as PP and PPR at the running back position. He, he almost had as many receiving yards, literally almost as many receiving yards as he had rushing yards. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he was averaging 10 yards a catch as a running back wide receiver and four yards a carry. So it's, it, he didn't have a terrible year, man. And I mean, if they kind of, Keep that, like you said, that same thing going. He should be fine. And with the other pieces that they brought in with Tyler and Damian, I think that it's really going to be interesting. I th- I want to I throw this out there too as we still got some time on this. I want to say, and this might I might get some flack for this, but it's fine. But I want to say this. I think Cordell Patterson will be the starting running back. I think the only person, though, that's actually vying for that spot, though, is Tyler Algeier. I don't think Damian Williams has the ability to be the starter for Atlanta this season. I think he'll be three on the depth chart. And I think if Tyler can have a really good uh, camp, I think he will be the number two vying for that number one spot. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree there. Like I said, and I think the thing that really helps Al Jair in, you know, being able to be there is the fact that he is going to be really good in those short yardage and goal line looks. Yeah. Just because he he's going to be able to power through. And I think that's really something that's just going to really benefit him and it's going to really help him. Uh, and I just feel like he's someone that's going to really participate and be a early contributor in this offense for them. So. Yeah. Which is why we really liked him in our rookie rankings. So just throwing that mm-hmm. out there, I guess. All right. Anything else we want to talk about with Atlanta? No, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Kyle Pitts better have a big year. I've got a lot invested to him in my dynasty league. So <laughs> you guys did give up a lot. So um, uh, let's jump down to Tampa Bay. Head coach got fired. Thanks to Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Todd Bowles has now gotten his, uh, Head coaching jobs, which speaking of Todd Bowles, he was at one point the head coach of the Jets, where Sam Darnold also sucked. Um, just bringing in last, you know, <laughs> the last episode we had. Um, this is a, this is definitely going to be a, a, a different team this season. Um, obviously, you know, Tom Brady left and then came back, which was very strange. Um, Chris Godwin should be back this season. Hopefully he'll be he- he- healthy. Obviously they still have Mike Evans. Uh, a big, I, th- I think it's, it's not a big name, but a big signing for me this off season for them was Russell Gage, I think is a great pickup for them, obviously losing to mental health with Antonio Brown, um, <laughs> whatever you want to call that, just yeah. break down what, whatever it is you, you want to say. Uh, and that wide receiver core, it's just, it, to me, it's just got so much, I mean, just listen to this. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Russell Gage, Tyler Johnson, Bashard Perriman, Scotty Miller, Jalen Darden. Like some of these names you guys might not know, 
But some of these guys are really talented wide receivers. Jalen Darden is one of the you know one of the worst ones on this list. And if you go watch his college film, this dude's a beast. <laughs> like he's and he's their punt and kick returner. Like he's really good. Scotty Miller is also really good and has very good rapport with um, Tom Brady. But he's sixth on the list. And Tyler Johnson definitely had some ups and downs, which I don't think he was ready to take over the slot, which is why they had to bring in Russell Gage. But guys, like that's a that's a deep wide receiver core. <laughs> uh, they brought back Leonard Fournette and they uh, drafted Ricard White. I can't stand Ricard White, but everybody else loves it. So overall, looking at this team, I mean, they're vying again for another Super Bowl run. What do you think? See, I I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, a lot's going to depend on Godwin because, you know, there is no ta- no turn uh, timetable on his return. Yeah. So we don't know if, you know, he comes back midway through the season. We don't know if he comes back beginning. We, we He could be towards the end or maybe not even the season at all. You know, ACL tears, like we've said, you know, time and time again, every player is different. Everybody, everybody's body acts differently to them. Um, you know, so that's going to be a huge factor on that. Um, I think the biggest thing that's going to hurt Brady here, um, there's two things in my opinion. Obviously, one is probably not going to be a factor because I figure he'll probably end up signing just because it's what he always does. But without Gronk, Bray is no tight end that's anywhere near what Gronk can be just for those like third down situations. Brady knows that he can always lean on Gronk. Mm-hmm. He's been able to you know, Gronk's whole career. Um, so without that, we, you know, with Gronk still kind of in this, like I'm retired. I don't know if I'm going to resign. You know, we don't really know what's going to happen there. The other thing that I think almost hurts this offense in a sense, and I know it's what Brady wanted, but without Arians there and with the new ho- head coach in, in town, you are looking at a very heavy run offense. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a big shift from anything Brady has ever been used to. I mean, as we know, Belichick is one of those guys that has 17 running backs on a season because he doesn't know he's going to play the hot hand and he, you know, it's going to be, you know, this and this and that with him. And I mean, we already saw what Fournette, as much as I hated it, what four touchdowns against the Colts last year, like the dude, it still can run. The dude is amazing. Mm-hmm. And when you're going to shift the offense that way and, you know, with Godwin still kind of in question marks and stuff, I, I just, I think that it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment, even though Brady is good and, you know, he, he, he knows how to play. Um, I just, I think the big thing for this offense that really determines is Gronk coming back and how long is Godwin going to be out? I think that's really going to de- determine if they're able to head towards another Super Bowl. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, you know, looking at just Rob Gronkowski, obviously he's already been working down in Tampa with Tom Brady anyway. So, I mean, it's from what it sounds like, uh, most people believe that the reason he hasn't signed yet is because of money. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, if you look at, <laughs> they're not in great cap space. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's just they don't have a lot. I mean, and if he's going to come and take a beating in it, you know, in a 17 game um, season, you know, why you get paid for it basically is what I'm yeah, saying. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I'm sure if, if he's not gonna get the money, he would be happy just to not play this season, but that would be very sketchy then for Tom Brady because Tom Brady's never really not at him. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you also bring up a good point. We, you know, we still don't know, um, you know, the return for Chris Godwin. They're saying he he would obviously be ready for week one. 
but hopefully sooner than that. You know, obviously you'd really like him to go through training camp to really kind of get a feel for his feet and legs again to kind of, you know and kind of see where him and Tom Brady are at, blah blah blah. Uh, but that that may or may not happen. But I still firmly believe that the wide receiver core has just got so much depth. I would be fine going with Mike Evans, Russell Gage, and Tyler Johnson. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would. And then just if Chris Godwin comes back, then Chris Godwin's come, you know, comes back. You know, right. great, great, great. But <laughs> if not, I'm still happy with where I would be at. Uh, and, go ahead, man. And I was going to say, and I mean, even with that being said, there are still some guys out there in the event that, let's say, Godwin's progress is slower. I mean, you know, some guys we've kind of talked about in the past, Will Fuller is still out there. Yeah. You know, there, there are other options that they could still do to kind of help fill that role in the event that he is going to be out for a little while. If they end up, you know, seeing that, you know, he needs a little more time to, you know, to recover, you know, like there is still things that Tampa could do. Yeah, they, yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, so again, looking at the offense, Leonard Fournette, obviously, yeah. I just, I'm not a Ricard White fan. I know everybody's so excited about Ricard White this year; it's unbelievable. Um, but the dude can't run. He can just pass, or well, I guess he can just receive. Which, you know, I just at this, you know, and I don't even understand why they have him on the second on the depth chart. I think Keyshawn Vaughn will be better, uh, but whatever that's going to get me in a lot of hot water but ricard white is not going to be as much of an amazing wider uh, running back guys as everybody's thinking and this is why i'm going to say it because it reminds me just of um uh what's his nuts up in uh uh philly oh oh gosh you the, would um uh, kenneth, on, kenneth, G- kenneth gainwell so yeah, well, yeah. when when Kenneth Gainwell came out, everybody was like, "Oh my God, this dude eats so much reception, and you know, oh he can get downfield and he can do it out of the backfield and blah blah blah." Kenneth Gainwell didn't do crap, even when he had the opportunity to do it in Philly with all of the injuries at the running back position. Ricard White looks to be probably the same mentality. So here's the only thing that we're all differ a little on you with that is. With Kenneth Gainwell, you had a rookie and then second-year guy in Jalen Hurts who was still kind of adjusting to the NFL, still didn't have a lot of great receiving options. You know, he had Devonta last year, but didn't really have much outside of that. You know, they had spent all that on Jalen Reger, you know, to draft up for him, and he was an absolute bust. Um, So I think that's going to be a little bit different because... I think back to guys like Sony Michelle and I'm trying to think of some of the other dude who's on Miami now, by the way, like no, fifth no, on the right. Right. <laughs> but what, what I'm, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm going back to um, the Patriots days where yeah. you had guys like Sony Michelle and some of those other re- running backs who, while they're okay runners, they're great out of the receiving game. Mm. And with Brady being Brady, Rex I think that's Burkhead. the only thing. Exactly. That's the only thing that makes me think white could have a good season because um, especially if they bring in like a, uh, like a two back set, you know, and have Fournette, you know, do a quick little play action, uh, you know, you know, stack the box, you know, making the defense think they're going to have to stop Fournette, and then boom, right over the top, you've got white open. You know, there's a lot of little things that they could do that could make white actually valuable just because the fact that Tom Brady is the guy with the pigskin in his hand. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, it's going to be, I don't know. I don't like it. I think, I think if, if Tom Brady wanted a white at running back, he wanted James white who ended up resigning in <laughs> new England. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there, man. I just think, I think they're like, ah, oh, we can't get James white. So we'll just go get this guy. 
They they got them the Dollar General, James White. You <laughs> right, know? right, right. We couldn't get the Target version, so we uh, decided to go, you know, and just, yeah, I mean, whatever. So, and I also agree with you, Cameron Braid, the, you know, they drafted two tight ends this year in, in K. Dotton and I can't even say Co. Cleft. <laughs> Cleft. Yeah. Keep to, I, yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't even remember that that draft pick. Um, right. But, but Kate Otten could you know could potentially be okay. But he's you know he's going to be their number two, and he's more of a blocking kind of guy anyway. Uh, yeah. So you really really hope Gronkowski can figure it out and come back. But if not, then you know that's what they're going to be stuck with. Obviously, they re tried to build up this offensive line because of the fact that they lost a couple pieces. He did get. Um, uh, Ryan Jensen to come back, which was good for him, uh, as in good for Tom Brady, not really good for Ryan Jensen, but good right, for, yeah. for Tom Brady. Uh, they did lose Ali Marpet, but they were able to replace him with Shaq Mason. So, and then, you know, it's, it's kind of whatever at this point, but we'll kind of see, you know, I, I think, you know, Byron Leftwich being a, as solid of an offensive coordinator as he has been, should be able to make some, some fun things work um, with this. I, th- I think in my opinion, I don't think Todd Bowles, I'm not as worried about Todd Bowles as the head coach as maybe some might think. I think he's really going to allow Byron to manage that offense with Tom Brady. So like, I don't think he's really going to say much. Um, you know, Todd Bowles is a defensive guy anyway. You know, so I don't think he's going to do any play calling. I I'm fine with how this offense is going to look, you know, moving forward, except for the Ricard White thing. Other than that, I'm fine with. Right. <laughs> but I I, th- I don't think their running back room is their strength. I think their wide receiver room is their strength, and I think that's what's going to oh, make this team tick for sure. For so. sure. However, it does help that they have a guy like Fournette who can be an absolute monster when needed. Oh yeah, yeah. As long as he can run 250 times. Right. And, and and make it. He'll be fine. <laughs> um, all right, man. So that's it. So those are all of the teams in the NFC South. If you didn't know, there's only four of them. Oh, it's surprising. Uh, so it's <laughs> four in every division. Um, anyways, so Tampa, Atlanta, Carolina, and New Orleans. So let's go ahead and let's rank our teams from who we think is going to finish last to who we think is going to finish first. Do you want to go or you want me to go? I can go first here. All right, go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm going to surprise you. I'm going I'm to start last to first, like you said here. Yep, last to first. And uh, I actually don't have last being who you probably think I would. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really know who you think I, you. <laughs> I, 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 I've actually got the Saints in last. Wow. Yep. So I, I just, I think with the Kamara suspension, if it does happen and with Michael Thomas questions and stuff like that, and then obviously with, you know, Winston questions, I just think there's going to be a lot of, you know, beginning half of the season issues. And I think it's going to, you know, cause them some, you know, some strife and it's going to be, you know, kind of a downfall for them and it's going to be hard for them to get back on track. Obviously no uh, Sean Payton as well. That's, you know, a big thing for them. Uh, so I, I've got them there. I then actually have the Falcons. Um, I think that the Falcons are going to start off decent. And while I like Mariota, I, I almost think that, you know, maybe halfway to three quarters through the season, we might start seeing Ritter a little more. And then I've got Carolina because I, I still think they're going to still be a decent team just for the fact that CMC is 
CMC. And if he's healthy, that's going to help, you know, bolster that team. And then of course, you know, it's, it's hard to ever say that I think Tom Brady's not going to lead a team to a victory. So I've got Tampa winning the division. <laughs> yeah, it is hard to sit there and think that, but um, yeah, man, I, I'm definitely differ just a little bit. I'm, I'm really not surprised because I also don't have new Orleans as high as I think most people. And it's going to, it's going to cause us some flack, but I got Atlanta finishing last in this this year and it's not because again I'm really excited about that team's future I just don't think they're there yet obviously like they're not going to be like you know um the Bengals where they won good draft and there they go uh that's just not how I mean they really have to build I think this was good building blocks for their future um with some of the pieces that they were able to pick up this year but I get New Orleans finishing third uh, and it's for very similar reasons. I just have no faith in that team. You know, I'm not a big Chris Olave fan. Obviously, I'm not a Jameis Winston fan. I don't understand why Jarvis went there just because I think he could have went anywhere and or maybe not. Maybe maybe teams weren't trying to get Jarvis Landry. I'd be surprised to hear that. But I think he could have picked a way better. I mean, Indianapolis was on the radar. He would have been way happier in Indianapolis this season. I really don't could understand. Have been money too. Yeah, man. I really don't under. It could have been money, but I really don't understand the move by him um, to end up in New Orleans. And then I got Carolina and then Tampa. I mean, Carolina for for different reasons. I just <laughs> I think Tampa's going to blow this division out of the water. Um, so I just think Tam or uh, Carolina is going to be the best of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Like I, you know, I just, I don't think they're going to be the worst team, you know, in this division. I think they're definitely going to improve from that five and 11 season that they had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we'll have to kind of just wait and see, I guess. But um, I think that's also with Sam Darnold, I think as the quarterback and CMC saying healthy, I think that there's a chance that, you know, Carolina can definitely at least finish second in this division. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but you know they could they could really make some challenges. There was points during the season last year, man, where Carolina's defense was very very good. Uh, it's just their offense was just terrible. So, and then obviously again, I think Tom Brady will be in the playoffs and he'll most likely make it to the NFC Championship because that's just what he does. So, that is our rankings. So let us know what you guys think. Is Tampa going to come back and just destroy this division like I think they will? Do you think New Orleans has the opportunity to fall that far without Sean Payton and, you know, Kamara and even, uh, you know, is Michael Thomas going to be healthy? Could they literally finish last or second to last in this division? Let us know. You can find us at the Football Monsters. Nope, I apologize. You can find us at the Monsters FB on all of our social media pages and come let us know. But uh, thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of the Football Monsters podcast. And we'll catch you next time. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heater on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you.